0: Welcome to the 13th episode of Downtime Podcast. My name is Elisa, and Jeremy is out for the next two weeks. He is on vacation in Japan, so... For this podcast, I have enlisted uh, one of my friends.
1: Hey, I'm Kevin. Um, me and Elise are old college buddies, and um, she needed someone that played Persona Five to come talk with. So, <laughs> that's yes. So that's pretty much ep- how this, this came about,
0: <laughs> and that's pretty much how this happened. So this episode, um, yeah, you're. Sh- I think you're the only person I know who's actually finished Persona Five. <laughs> I oh, mean. dang. Okay. I know. Exactly. So that's what this podcast is about. So this is gonna be our second spoiler cast, and it's a- gonna be dedicated to Persona Five. I just finished this yesterday, and then Kevin, you finished. I it like finished.
1: A month. I finished about maybe about at least a month ago, sometime in May. <laughs> yeah. It was like the first thing I played once I got my PS Four. So.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. <sighs> oh I only got
1: my PS Four in like late April, so.
0: And I'm just I'm like fresh off of this game, and this is probably gonna be like the last long game <laughs> I play for a really long time.
1: Oh man, my my backlist is my backlog's so it's full of JRPGs. It's not. Oh, <laughs> not good. Oh, it's not good. So
0: <laughs> like, oh, so I played Final Fantasy 15, and that was a good that was a good 40 hours. It was actually like the probably the shortest Final Fantasy, but still took a while.
1: Yeah, and exactly. I played. Yeah, no. After playing Persona Five, I went straight into Final Fantasy Fifteen. I kind of wish I did it the opposite order because it it made Final Fantasy Fifteen not seem as good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Final Fantasy Fifteen is not that good, or not at as least in its storytelling. Because yeah,
1: its storytelling was relying on you watching an anime and a movie, and all of its most important events happened off screen.
0: You know what? That would explain why there's so many plot holes that confused me. In this, because I actually did not watch that video or that movie. Uh,
1: well, I looked up like synopses. It's not even plot holes. It's just background. Okay. Like, like I think I think Brotherhood just told you, helped you get a better sense of why these guys are friends in the first place. Mm, Granted, I never see, watched it, so I'm not okay. totally sure. And then mean, Kingsglaive okay. was just explaining how the Empire got jumped by the, how Noctis' father got um invaded yeah okay so it just told you that part of the story
0: okay this would be this is nice to know so i'm probably going to watch this on july 4 (laughs) (laughs) just because i don't have anything else to do on that day
1: did you see the survey for final fantasy 15
0: what do you mean by the survey
1: there was a there was like an update in like early may where they asked like one of the updates was asking like oh, what type of things do you want to see as DLC? I guess what I'm presuming is DLC, oh, and it had I like see. it listed some story elements such as like um, why Ifrit, like say why Ifrit betrayed the other the other Espers, I guess, and <laughs> <laughs> got so what pretty, they were called. Yeah, and like. So pre- like, more World of Ruin, more stuff about Arden. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, so it's just like, mu- why didn't you include this in the first place?
0: Exactly. So pretty much everything that would have been in a previous Final Fantasy game, mm. they're asking Everything for that would have made it more sense, yeah. Exactly. Wow. But, Ugh, we live in the world of DLC, though. I already put it down and
1: started playing a different game, so like I'm kind of <laughs> past it now.
0: <laughs> yeah. At this point, we're going to kind of flag spoilers are about to begin... We're going to talk about Persona 5, but an FYI, we may um, tangent off to Persona 3 and Persona 4 as well. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, we're going to talk about 3, 4, and 5. Mm -hmm. And we will start. So, a quick summary of the game is the protagonist, your main character... Is sent off to Tokyo because he is like he's sent off by his family, kind of like as a discipline, a disciplinary action. Although he didn't really commit a crime. What happens is he's helping out someone who's about to kind of be assaulted, and by doing that, he attacks this person. It Not even of- attacks. Pushes. Him- just confronts. But he trips or something. Like he falls to the ground and so. Some- <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah,
1: like I think it was. Oh, yeah, I think he just faked it. It felt like he just faked it. That's probably what. From what I remember, yeah. he was drunk. I think that was.
0: That he definitely was drunk for sure. Yeah. The protagonist is trying to help this woman, and the guy who is trying to assault her is a rich, powerful person, which you don't know who he is yet. And because of that, when the cops come, he has his power over the cops, and also convinces the woman to kind of put the blame on the protagonist instead and frame him he sent off to a guy named sojiro i guess cafe bar home
1: (laughs) a curry (laughs) coffee bar yeah
0: curry (laughs) coffee bar and that's where he's gonna live for the next year you don't know who sojiro is yet
1: yeah they're not yeah yeah in this case they're not related yeah, I totally thought they were gonna be they were related at first, and then,
0: <laughs> and then it just all went not in that direction. At yeah, all. it's like oh, suddenly
1: you realize, oh, this guy does not care about him at all. Okay,
0: I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Protagonist goes to school and he meets a friend, and what happens is when he's on his way to school with this new friend, the school turns into a castle all of a sudden. The both of them don't know why it turns into a castle, and then they go in, and then what they discover is in the air they're in the school area but the reason they're in a castle is because they're in a sort of projection of of the school coaches an alternate universe of how they feel and a lot of these people are kind of like bad people if they go through this palace and find the um find the person's shadow and kind of like like, what they think of themselves, and they defeat this person, then this person will confess to all the crimes they committed.
1: I guess in, like, the palace, the pal- the, the whole palace is centered around, like, the the bad person's desires and corruption. And I guess yeah. that manifests itself into some, some item, some treasure, that they have to go and steal. Yeah. And then... So that, and that's, by stealing the treasure, that's what causes, they call it in the game, a, a change of heart. So without all of those, um, without that corruption, without that, um, their de- corrupted desires, they c- the person has a change of heart and like confesses everything that they've done. Yes. And then, even on top of that, we'll get, into, we'll get more into this later, but if you were to kill the person's shadow, um, Ooh. Actually, that causes the person to basically have a what they call a mental shutdown and basically die. Yes. So, and that that and that plays more of a part later in the story as well. And I guess also to mention, like t- during the start of the game, um, you always hear these news reports of you know people suddenly um, suddenly going crazy. Yes. Um, oh yeah. The, fir- the first instance, like this, happens early in the game where. Like this train conductor suddenly like goes berserk and like just derails yeah. and crashes this subway train in somewhere
2: yeah.
1: in Shibuya. Yeah. So, and then you, you realize that there's a reason behind that.
0: Throughout the story, the palaces kind of repeat itself. The main character meets new friends along the way. There's new people who need changes of hearts. So that's what sprouts like the different like storylines and how everything goes down. And one thing to note is a lot of the people that he becomes friends with of conveniently um, have been in the same situation as the protagonist where they were framed or kind of screwed over by something or someone and and they don't and because of that, they don't really have a lot of friends or they don't really have a place to belong and by. Joining with the protagonist and changing the hearts of criminals, they have a home and as well as a family with all these new friends they made. And the name of their group is called the Phantom Thieves.
1: Yep, because they go in and steal people's hearts, which is basically kind of like how they are stealing the treasures of the people. Right, so we're starting with the Kamoshida.
0: Yes, we will start with the intro, which is Kamoshida's palace.
1: Um, I felt like Kamoshida's palace or Kamoshida's character as a villain was probably one of the strongest villains out the entire game, even though it's just the first one. Um, I mean, of course they started really strong, which is good, and it's also because start out with yourself and then two of your two of the party members, On An and Ryuji. So all three of them have been. Um, been affected by this one person by this by the school coach and then everyone after that is just that one person that gets added to your squad definitely so i think that's part of it because i yeah i felt like i didn't see a villain to that level until we got to shido
0: with kamoshida his storyline kind of freaked me out a bit because they went into a lot of different themes that i just kind of didn't expect they were going to go into yeah they hit it hard and quick (laughs) yeah they (laughs) I know so almost immediately you find out that kamoshida is Physically abusing the volleyball team, you also find out that Kamoshida is trying to hit it off with one of his students, which is on and has mm-hmm. been trying to sleep with her and all these different things. What ends up happening is he ends up assaulting An's best friend.
1: Yeah, for, I mean, to add on top of that, he was, when he was taking advantage of on's best friend, it got to the point where she tried to attempt suicide. right I mean, she actually did attempt suicide, and that's yeah, actually a, so that was the one of the craziest scenes that happened in the first few hours.
0: Oh, definitely. There was no gradual slope getting to mm-hmm. yeah to that to that moment. It just it just happened.
1: Yeah, so like, it makes you think like, oh gosh, how can they, how do they top this for the rest of the for the rest of the palaces? And t- to be honest, they don't quite. <laughs> I, it's but, uh, true.
0: This one was I I think a lot of shock value in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
1: It sets and the tone of the game pretty well.
0: It it does. This is definitely darker than Persona
1: Four. Still think Persona Three is the one, the darkest one out of oh, at definitely. least the three, four, and five. Yeah, um, I've I've barely touched one. I started two, but never finished it, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. too much on those. And then Q was just fan service. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, three was definitely the the darkest one. I mean, death was a theme of the game itself. But yeah, this this definitely was a lot dark. Took a lot darker tone than four.
0: When I first started playing Persona 5, the first 10 hours, it actually took a while for me to really get into the game and kind of understand what was going on. A lot of, for one, the battle system, there were a lot of different levels to it that it was confusing at first when Morgana was introducing this all to you, and it just mm-hmm. it just took a while for me to grasp everything at once and get it. And oh, okay. The plot really didn't hit me actually until An's best friend commits suicide, and then finally everything kind of came together for me. For me, and I mm. really understood what the game was all about.
1: Yeah, yeah. It helped that I saw some like some gameplay videos ahead of time just to under- try to understand what like what, what how the baton pass system worked mm-hmm. and how the guns worked. Got it. Because those, those were pretty new
0: at first with the whole baton pass and the gunshots. I thought it was really unnecessary before. I just it just seemed like a random extra thing. But when you really get into it and you start really mm-hmm. playing with the battle system, man, those were so useful.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. the Baton pass especially. I never uh, upgraded my guns though.
0: I don't think you really needed to.
1: The only um, reason the only reason I'd ever shoot is to get to get a knockdown. Like I would upgrade my weapons. I would upgrade my armor. But I always ignored the guns. <laughs> yeah. Unless something dropped.
0: So I upgraded the guns. In the final level when i just up i just gave everyone the best weapon
1: <laughs> oh i see yeah that, yeah that makes sense
0: yeah so at that point everyone just had like a nice weapon with every persona there's kind of like a mascot character that joins your party mm-hmm. in persona 5 it's a cat named morgana uh, i actually like morgana more than i did um teddy <laughs> i
1: think a lot of people did <laughs>
0: yes and it, like it, it was just like a much more enjoyable character also yeah. um God, she, like, he, she really confused me in the beginning. <laughs> it. <laughs> it. But I really enjoyed her. What's really great about Morgana's character is super powerful healing ability. Past oh, yeah. Past majority of them.
1: I would always have at least Morgana, on or Makoto, at least two of those. Help keep me topped up, because you just never know when you're going to get walloped.
0: <laughs> okay, speaking of being walloped and owned, I was super unprepared for the palace. But the one thing that really threw me off guard was the calling card.
1: Yeah, that, that's what a lot of people had complaints about. I had seen some forums, like GameFAQs and stuff, and yeah, a lot of people were caught off guard by the fact that the calling card took an extra day, Yeah, and then had to go back a week, <laughs> and then <laughs> go through it again. Because everything else is explained, except that. I mean, I guess in general, Persona games, you try to get the pals done as soon as you can, so you can open up your social links again, but, for, but Persona 5 was... was Probably because of all the hype it got, mm-hmm. um, it was probably the first Persona game for a lot of people. You know, I played th- three, four, so I I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. But like, for someone that was just starting the ser- for someone that had just started the series, like that—that's a pretty big learning curve. Did you play on normal difficulty too?
0: I played on normal difficulty. Mm-hmm. I almost missed the calling card because um, I got it on the third day before expulsion, just because I was actually doing a lot of farming. Um, just mm. to just to get the gist of the game. And I, w- I was mm-hmm. really trying to get used to it. And then when I go into the palace, assuming that I'm about to steal the treasure and defeat this boss, there was this whole concept of the calling card. And I was like, wait, what the hell is the calling card? The calling card is what activates what the, what the real treasure is because now the owner of the palace
1: threatened him in order to fish out the... because before the calling card, the treasure itself is like this weird cloud so yeah. when you send the Carlin card to threaten him, yes, that cloud becomes the actual item itself, and and you can't steal it before that happens. And gameplay wise, it means it takes an extra day. So a lot of people were caught off guard and got a game over <laughs> because they oh, waited I... until the last possible day and then oh, realized know, right. they got screwed.
0: And I'm actually I've gotten a few game overs just from like you know losing a battle or whatever. Mm-hmm. The game over just feels more depressing this time around.
1: Yeah, I mean. Than have you... Have you seen the endings when you get the game over by missing the day?
0: Um, no, I, I've actually never missed the day.
1: Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, take, take, if you take a look, um, they're, they're relatively short. But like, some of them get pretty dark. The traitor will shoot the main character. Just oh, kind of very similar to the bad ending.
0: Oh, I
2: see. Got it. Damn. Yeah. Even but they when... also
1: tell you what happened as a result of you missing the day. I see. What I did like about this game, though, was boss fights. It would let you retry. As long yes. as it was an actual boss fight, not just a hard shadow.
0: Yeah. See, I I was like, what I suffered through a lot in this game was I had hard shadows that mm. I didn't defeat. They they killed me and I had mm. to go back to the save yeah, point. Yeah, that's
1: what takes you back.
0: Ugh, and then that yeah. was annoying.
1: The only time I... Not to brag, but the only time I got a game over was during um, the third boss fight. And it's just because I got this... I I had the timing of his attack wrong. Mm -hmm. And so I just figured it was easier. Rather rather than me burn a bunch of items to try to revive everybody. I just like, "Eh, let's just retry this. Go and kill me now. (laughs) (laughs) I just just pressed the rush button and just let him wipe me out. And then I went and retried it.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Because sometimes you just... Sometimes you just don't know what the method is until you go mm-hmm. through it, and you're yeah. like, "All right, <laughs> I got to redo yeah. this."
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, the especially in Persona games, like the first dungeon's always the hardest, just because you don't have all your skills yet. Like the more people you get, the more. Basically, when, once you get the AOE spells, that's really when things the difficulty starts to tone down. And...
0: There's one more thing that we forgot to talk about with Palace One. Mm.
2: Oh
0: so the way the way that persona five starts the protagonist is is actually in the middle of um stealing the heart of something that you don't know yet
1: yeah so basically this whole game for the is in media res. you're actually starting in the middle of the game but and flashback
0: obviously when we get to that palace in that chapter at all the the intro makes sense <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things about Persona 5 is the introduction of a like kind of like high school detective named Akechi. And during the live new ca- newscast, he's talking about the Phantom Thieves after this whole Kamoshida thing happens. And they ask him what they think about it. And Akechi pretty much denounces them, does not like the Phantom Thieves as all- at all, says that they're not doing any justice.
1: Yeah, the game makes him that well-liked. Or at least by your group, at least. It's yeah. supposed to be like, kind of like this playboy type.
0: Yeah. So your thoughts on Palace Number 2?
1: I didn't really like Yusuke's character much. He kind of just out weird. there.
0: Oh, yeah. He was out there, and he was weird, and had no filter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess and that was basically his character. Like, he was very yeah. blunt, was always spending all his money, and he, he was, was a, an artist.
0: Like a tortured artist. Literally a tortured artist. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And it was just weird because the first time you meet his character, he wants to do a nude picture of On. It's just so. I also like how, like, how there's just a running theme that everyone, everyone in your group thinks that On is hot.
1: Well, she is the model. She's that token. <laughs> She's the token. <laughs> yeah, she is. Every JRPG has to have that one, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> like I said, I think I was getting at before. Like the villains of the all the other palaces just weren't as strong, except. The only one that made Madarame seem really bad was the fact that he he doesn't help save Yusuke's mom. Like he just basically just watches her seizure till death. That also made him messed up.
0: Although I didn't really like Yusuke, I liked the storyline between him and his mom. And yeah,
1: yeah, the, the the with the painting and all that too. So, Sayuri, yeah.
0: I legit like I was like tearing up when you find out what Sayuri it really is and how Sayuri, mm-hmm. what was blocked by the cherry blossoms um, done by Madarame is it's actually Yusuke when he was an infant. <laughs> that was like one of the few times that I really felt bad for Yusuke as well. It was really hard to like Yusuke <laughs> yeah, with his personality yeah. <laughs> In, it just throughout the game.
1: Yeah, it got to the point where I didn't even like using him as a character. Like, I, <laughs> I rarely used him. <laughs>
0: I, I I liked using Yusuke as a character, because um, I thought he was really... Like, when it comes to um physical attacks, Yusuke was really good, actually. But then... Right, yeah. But then if I used he, to
1: stick with Ryuji for some reason.
0: You know, I was about to say... What I was about to say was, if you upgraded Ryuji's confidant and got everything, then you didn't
2: really need Yusuke.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that was the thing. Like, I maxed... Yuji's confidant fairly early, and, oh. got, and that's why I would like to use him more often. Because, like, when you know, once you get him to nine, mm-hmm. then he can like block the insta kill attacks for you. So, oh, I know, right? He became more useful, yeah. in, the, in the pyramid palace, just because of that alone.
0: <laughs> um, I I max him out too early and on. Just like a general rule of thumb, the order that you get your members, you should max them out.
1: Granted, but granted, this game did a good job of making every confidant important.
0: Oh, I know. That's what made, actually, the game a little bit difficult for me to manage. It was the fact that I was really trying, like, I was trying to get all these different confidants for, like, a freaking, like, the freaking fortune teller or the girl who plays checkers oh. or, or, like, the... <laughs> yeah,
1: and all, and both of those were really good.
0: Yeah, I actually didn't, I didn't max out everyone, so if I didn't max them out, they
2: were at least level 7.
1: Yeah, you get most of what you wanted. Yeah, I was able to max them out, but, like, I ca- I... Kind of, use, I used a use guide to at least let me know what answers to choose. <laughs> that way, I wouldn't have to like save scum over and over Just save me time that way. And then, but also, like just to know what I needed for each pers- for each confidant. Like, oh, yeah. did I need enough? Did I need max charm? Did I need? Yeah. To- did I need? Or and how to get them in the first place? Because some of them were kind of yeah. obscure to get. Yeah, some. Like of- the, the, yeah, exactly. The politician persona was pretty obscure if you didn't know how to get him
0: oh yeah like you had to work at the beef shop at least three times to get him <laughs>
1: yeah like i i rarely did that if it wasn't for that i would never have even done the beef bowl job at all
0: exactly there's the one where with a fortune teller you had to visit her three times you have to purchase like a hundred yeah you had to buy that thing <laughs> yeah you had to buy was, buy that's it. the hardest part probably yeah and actually like early on it took a dent too <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's a big
1: purchase if you it's a big purchase if you didn't have the politician persona done too
0: exactly and then after and then with a lot of the confidants not just to meet them but to proceed to their storyline you actually have to go into the mementos to yeah to uh, continue it although um we didn't talk about the mementos yet if you want to briefly touch on it
1: it's basically the the random dungeon generator is for persona five. Yeah. Um, it's, it's where all the side quests are. But what was good is like if you planned it out to where you could complete multiple side quests at once. You could just do like a whole dozen of them at once in one swoop. So that way you weren't going in, you know, just for one side quest.
0: That's exactly what I did. So I would wait till I had like six or seven.
1: Yeah, exactly. Same here. Yeah. I, I would basically go once per month.
0: Yeah, same here. Once during like my countdown, I went.
1: So what did you think of mementos in general?
0: I thought that mementos were a good way to kind of do, like, for example, side quests, like help with fusion when I was do- when I was trying to make personas and trying to level up. Um, oh, yeah. The reason why mementos weren't my favorite is what you were saying, actually. It's basically a dungeon generator. It kind of just goes on and on. It's a good filler, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I wish the music wasn't like a five second loop, though. But, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs>
0: yeah that music just stayed the same all the time
1: the game has a really good soundtrack in general like every pretty much every other track was really good
0: an excellent soundtrack i love the soundtrack a lot
1: but um it's it's just that one for all the if it for all of all the places it's the most repetitive the most repetitive place got the most repetitive soundtrack which I guess, yeah.
0: Which I guess makes sense stylistically, but it does get boring when you're
1: just yeah. That's more like a yeah. negative feedback type loop. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. There came, but, yeah. yeah. There came a point where um, uh, during whenever I went inside the mementos, like I just actually put the volume down or I listened to something else because I'm just like this yeah. is okay. This is boring.
1: Although I did like like the random banter they would have. Oh. So like sometimes I would like sit in front of a door while waiting for them to stop talking so I could. Because if you were to open up a door and get into a battle, you would interrupt their conversation, basically.
0: I know. I love the random um, banter and how it builds up as you add more characters, to. Because then more mm-hmm. characters talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. Makado is an interesting character because throughout the game, after Kamoshida's palace, she's the school president. The principal is kind of going to her, asking her to figure out who the phantom themes are. As she's helping the pre- uh, the principal, she realizes all the corruption that trying to hide a lot of things that are happening um, with the students. And obviously, she's a president. She- who cares?
1: I liked her a lot better than Yusuke. She definitely has a <laughs> quite a bit more... Um character development then.
0: I like Makoto's storyline a lot. This is where the intro scene starts coming together. The person who's interrogating you is actually Makoto's sister, Sei. And Yeah,
1: that was a nice that was a nice um twist.
0: Yeah, I really like that a lot. And Say, you know, Sei's just like a regular cop or you know, just a regular prosecutor trying to do her job and figure out like what the hell the Phantom Thieves are and trying to solve all these crimes. You see how that takes a toll on her relationship with her sister.
1: It's definitely like the younger sister syndrome oh. type of.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: So that that's what made her character really strong.
0: Yeah. Oh, and then of course their dad's dead, because, <laughs> you know, you just need that for a JRPG. <laughs> was there a mom? I don't think so. To be. Um, yeah.
1: Well, either. Regardless, yeah. Regardless, so it was just the two of them living alone together.
2: Yes, correct. And yeah, so like
1: eventually, as the. As the older sister got more and more obsessed with the case, yeah, she started, um, you know, shedding out her little sister more.
2: Exactly.
0: What I thought was pretty interesting was when Makoto actually confronts them, like, like knowing well that they're the Phantom Thieves, and she actually asks them to do a job for her. Although, it seemed like she kind of, like, with kind of Shiro, she kind of just pulled it out of her ass, it almost seemed like. I don't think she really had she a... goes in head
1: first, and that's what kind of spurs the whole... Exactly. <laughs> the whole problem. Yeah. <laughs> exactly for that oh i know house. yeah what was it again they all get they all get blackmailed
0: yeah they all like so like she gets kidnapped ish in a
1: limo <laughs> she becomes life bait <laughs> and the party follows her and then the the mafia boss basically takes a picture yeah exactly she basically blackmails them I forcing know. them to change his heart before he releases the pictures
0: okay just an fyi for the viewers um In my neighborhood, people are are setting off fireworks now, so (laughs) if you hear- Getting it done early. Getting it done. (laughs) If you hear it, happy July (laughs) 4th.
1: Except it's July 2nd. I know,
0: (laughs) so yay. In terms of Palace 3, I think it was fun how they got themselves into the situation, but Kanashiro was not actually related to any of the characters in, in a way. And because of that, I didn't really connect to that palace.
1: Although he was affecting people in general. Oh, right? yeah.
0: So he was affecting people at the school because he was using people at the school as um, pawns for his
2: drug dealing.
1: Yeah. And... Is. Yeah. Because this was the one where people were the walking ATMs, right? Mm-hmm. That was a nice touch. <laughs> yeah. It was interesting to see, like, you know, that's how that's how the metaverse works. It's, you know, yeah. Keep regular people can just be seen as walking ATMs, because she sees them as like walking deposits and thralls
2: exactly
0: the the creativity of the different palaces was very fun
1: like i, was, I think my girlfriend was watching while i was playing through that palace and it was just like what's going on
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah explaining the different persona games there has been very interesting oh explaining
0: but, uh... <laughs> persona explaining to persona to someone who has not played persona is really fun
2: <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, they just, you know, go inside the TV. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And the other thing with Palace 3 is that it was actually pretty long. Like, it was long, and, like, I felt like the save points were sparsed out.
0: They were. it's They were, because um this was the one where you had to figure out the different combinations for the locks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And it was just such a long process trying to get the code.
1: Yeah, that, that whole last stretch. I thought it was almost done, but I wasn't.
0: <laughs> it was kind of, like, yeah, there was, like, four. There was four altogether, and... Yeah, it took a while. It was all it got a little boring.
1: Yeah. It's hard because like for me, um, I did every except for um Tamashita's palace, mm-hmm. I did every palace in a single city. Or not city, single day.
0: Yeah. Um i w I'm sorry, in real life or in the game?
1: No 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 no, not not in real life. Um I mean like in one in game day
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. no no that's exactly what I tried to do too I always tried to get to I always tried to secure the route in one game um there were the times where you actually had to leave though like leave oh the yeah, metaverse. Of course, yeah but yeah I I did do kind of shiro in one play but that just took a while like I I was actually questioning whether I should go out or not just because I was using so much sp and it was getting annoying <laughs> our gang decides to go on vacation to, well, not decides to go on vacation to Hawaii, but you know, in every JRPG there's something really random that happens. And this time around, you're going on vacation or, like, a school trip to Hawaii. Which, by the way, they only went to Hawaii for three days.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, too. This school school isn't necessarily, like, prestigious, is it?
0: I don't think so. I mean, all. Th- yes.
1: Like, how do they get to Hawaii? Oh,
0: I know, right? Like, all the teachers hate. All the teachers hate themselves. Like, see, it's not a pre. pre- it's not a prestigious school, but it's- it doesn't seem like it's a bad school either. If that makes sense. Yeah,
1: it's still like a preppy school, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I-
0: also, like, can we talk about how Yusuke was also on that trip because he missed a flight to Los Angeles and it went to Hawaii? Like.
1: He didn't miss the flight. It had to do with because that whole school actually wound up going yeah. to Hawaii. I forgot the reason.
0: I know. I what like, I love. But
1: like it was like bad weather or something. Yeah, and they just wound up in Hawaii.
0: <laughs> what I love about <laughs> just it because oh yeah, video
1: game logic. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> video game logic, I love how they. It's the most obscure reason why how they ended up in Hawaii. Like they could. I love how he just shows up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just walks up, and they're like, "Why are you here?" Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, yeah, like it's how I feel about Yusuke half the time. Like, why are you here? <laughs> so this is like, so this trip brings a lot of like interesting things. So one, there's a character named Mishima who ends up becoming your roommate. And um, what? So Mishima is introduced in the first palace as this kid who, who's kind of whose parents kind of forced him to join the volleyball team. And he's one of the people who's also abused. And then what ends up happening is he figures out who the phantom thieves are. And because the phantom thieves kind of, I guess, saved his life, he becomes a fanatic of them.
1: Like He creates a fan site. (laughs) He creates a fan site. That's the vehicle for all your side quests.
0: Fan site spelled P-H-A-N. He becomes your roommate and is just involved in a bunch of like random freaking adventures in Hawaii. And then... Back home in Japan, um, this is where Morgana starts having an ex- an existential crisis.
1: Oh yeah, this, this part of the game was like, okay, keep going. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, so at this point of the game, Morgana is kind of questioning, well, throughout the game, Morgana always questions whether it will become a human at some point, which is fair. But then it starts having like this, like, starts really questioning, am I important to the team? What's my meaning?
1: Yeah, that that whole part of the game after the tr- school trip, like I don't know, <laughs> it seemed like the that, that was probably like the lowest point of the plot for me. Mm,
2: yeah.
0: The fourth palace is actually what I would consider the turning point, like. There's a lot of turning points of the game, of course, but one of the one of the most significant turning points because the fourth palace starts to explain the significance of Sojiro.
1: Um, I did like the fact that um, how Futaba actually asked you to steal her heart herself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a it's a good it's a nice twist on it.
2: Yeah, I like how it's
0: different because she's not actually an enemy or did anything wrong. But she recognizes that she's in a slump and she thinks this is a way to get
2: her out of it.
1: She thinks it's her fault that her mother um, had died. And so she places all the blame on herself to the point where it's kind of crippled her. Yeah. And she becomes a a recluse in her own room. Yeah. So that's why she asks the the Phantom Thieves to steal that uh, part away from her so she doesn't feel that that resentment towards yourself anymore.
0: Do you remember um, when Say is interviewing uh, Sojiro at the cafe? It prompts, like, Morgana talking to the protagonist. It's like, what do you think they're talking about? And there's a bunch of choices, and, like, one of the choices is Futaba is Sojiro's daughter, or something like that. I don't remember. So, like, that part happened, and I basically chose every single choice except for that.
1: Yeah, that was... That was an interesting twist. It was and it was good because it added a lot of depth to yeah. Sojuro's character, it, which at that point was really needed. Because yeah, right now he was just being an asshole.
0: Exactly. He was being an asshole. You really had no idea what he was doing. It's different from Persona Four because you know in Persona Four it's your uncle, and of course like your uncle's there for you, and also
2: yeah.
0: in Persona Nanako. F- yeah. <laughs> Wait, Nanako? He's be met at Nanako. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the daughter. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. You see, I love them. But yeah, and just the fact that in Persona 4, he was also a detective, so he was relevant. And then, so like, you don't know Sojiro's relevance until the middle of the story. The last boyfriend, or like last person dating Futaba's mom. And Futaba's mom was doing research about the metaverse. So she actually knew about the metaverse. And both of them worked for the government, researching on all these different things. And then her mom dies. And... At this point, you think that she committed suicide.
1: The boss itself was really creepy. really creepy.
0: Oh, I know.
1: It's like squeaking at her daughter, was playing this at night. <laughs> <laughs> I would play at night and just like yeah.
0: But yeah, I actually really enjoyed this palace a lot. I also liked how it was a pyramid. It, it was just fun, I think.
1: And then also, it, it kind of steeped up the difficulty a bit too. Yeah. So this is where like. It introduced um you would see a lot more um shadow enemies that didn't have weaknesses. Yeah. Oh so that you couldn't knock them up. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of them and also oh, go for it. enemies that could insta kill you.
0: Yeah. If... Oh my god, I know. Um it
1: was a big um, difficulty jump if you weren't yeah. Prepared.
0: <laughs> so one of the personas that I kept was Isis. It ref- it nulls curse power and nulls light or holy power, I mean.
1: Futaba isn't actually a playable character. She becomes the she becomes the new navigator, the new person that tells you all the weaknesses of the characters, which was previously done by Morgana. Yeah. Um, and because of this, and Futaba does it better in every sense. Mm-hmm. So Morgana, who's already been having an existential crisis, now <laughs> feels even more useless and eventually runs away. Yeah. Um. So I guess I think. Um, I think. You could the cat gets into a, an argument with Ryuji, and then she just runs away.
0: Which, by the way, even I, even though Morgana is having an existential crisis, Ryuji was not helping at all.
1: I mean, yeah, I can understand why Morgana was upset, but I just think it was all over. I think it was kind of overdone. Maybe not like the Morgana's character for a bit.
2: Yeah,
0: I think... um
1: it was too whiny.
0: <laughs> yeah, too whiny and the way that sh- they tried to resolve it was a little annoying. I think it also partly had to do with the fact that I didn't like um I didn't like Palace 5 that much either. What I didn't like about Palace 5 was one Morgana, two um what's her name? Haru or er- mm-hmm. yeah. So the way that they introduced Haru is just kind of like uh, it felt like a stumble upon. Cause and, it was rushed. Yeah, it was very rushed. Because what I like, um, you know, with each palace introduction and each character introduction is, you really know who they are, insight to um how they feel they don't belong. While this one is just kind of like, oh, we're we just stumbled upon this woman, you know? Oh, she's gonna join your party now. Oh yeah, her dad's bad. <laughs> so yeah.
1: the issue with Haru, I think, is is just that she kind of just comes in too late.
0: Yeah, she does. Which I don't, ne- I don't necessarily mind that she came in too late. I just wish that we, dis- we didn't discover her the way that it happened.
1: Persona 4 did it in such a way. Because the last character that came in was Naoto, right? Yes. So at least with Naoto, you were being introduced to her prior to the, her actual dungeon. Yes. Because she would like be you know, kind of investigating once in a while. Correct. Kind of like how Makoto was doing prior to her introduction. Yeah, exactly. But in this case, she just barrels into the story. Yeah. And you're just not given the same amount of time.
0: Yeah, you're not given the same amount of time and I just... I just didn't connect with her. She was actually one of the... She was one of the members... One of the members whose uh, confidants I didn't even...
1: Oh. Um, um, this was really early in production, but the the star confidant, the one that played Checkers, there was plans for her to be an, action, an a playable character. Really? But... um. The game would have been too long. (laughs) That idea was cut. (laughs) So maybe if like Persona Five Golden were to ever come out, maybe they figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be interesting to see. If they could Oh definitely get her back in.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh god, I would love a Persona Five Golden. We'll talk about that at the end. If that
2: happens.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah, I straight up did not really connect with Haru and I at that point I had Psy power, psychic power. From a persona, oh. <laughs> so I didn't even really mm-hmm. use her character.
1: Yeah. She was good for vegetables.
0: She was. <laughs> she was good that was at gardening. Much... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What ends up happening is as your team walks off the palace, a shadow comes out, and a shadow that you don't know who it is yet shoots Okumura's shadow. And when the gang is at freaking like the Disneyland equivalent, Theme park. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember where they are. But they were basically at a Disneyland. Um, like
1: Destiny Land or something Destiny
0: Land. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, it's freaking Destiny Land. So <laughs> when she, when they're there, they find out that Okumura like, had a mental shutdown and dies. In fact, it. Yeah. I think it actually happens on TV. That's how they find out, yes. right? Yeah.
1: Yes. The game's plot really switches. Because before then, it was just kind of like shitty adult of the month, and then, but from here on out, the plot really goes into overdrive, and everything, and that's where the real arc, overarching plot begins.
0: Yeah, at this point, you're from this point on, you finish adding characters to your team to an extent, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and now you're really focused on the storyline. When I was like talking to Kevin about this game. Every, like, when I when I mention stuff, Kevin would always say, tell me, t- like, talk to me after you finish Palace 6.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because to be honest, like, everything <laughs> up to now has, has been kind of like, yeah, it's been, there's some discussion, but the real meat of Persona's story actually comes now.
0: After Okumura dies, the whole gang is, like, really shook. Just doesn't really know what to do. And, um what actually they think it's their fault they, too. Yeah, exactly. They think that something went wrong in the plan and if you and on the fan site, it's actually when the fan site starts s- questioning the phantom thieves for the first time like like did they do this? Like what's going on? On top of that, the principal also dies too. Throughout the game, um the protagonist and Akechi are kind of they don't really like they don't really like each other, but they acknowledge the other. After Okumura's death, this is the first time that Akechi really talks to the protagonist and the Phantom Thieves.
1: Ever since uh, ever since the start of the story, he's been always against the Phantom Thieves. Yes. And and then after Okumura dies during an interview with Akechi, he actually um he actually gives the per- the possibility of hmm, maybe it might not be the Phantom these that's done this. Maybe it's something else that we're not paying attention to.
0: Yeah. So, okay. yeah, exactly. Akechi... A- so he kind of
1: throws the Phantom Thieves a bone, I guess. Yeah. And um, eventually, they have their school festival, which is kind of more filler. Yeah, typical. Until the end.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we can just kind of skip that. And then, <laughs> um, until the end when, um, basically, Akechi comes out and says, I know who you guys are, I know you guys are, the Phantom Thieves,
2: Yes.
1: I want to join you.
0: Exactly. And, you know, obviously the team's like, Okay, Akechi wants to join our team, what the fuck? This, you know, why does this guy suddenly want to join our team? And the thing is, Akechi knows, like... And the problem is, not only does Akechi know um, that they're the Phantom Thieves, he's been in the metaverse before. And he and he's like well versed in it as well, and he gives a plan that um, Say Makoto's sister is trying to um, is trying to bring justice and trying to and you know trying to like figure out who the real culprit is and all these different things. What he suggests is you should actually infiltrate her palace in a way she's ups- like not obsessed with corruption but she's stuck in the corruption and because of that she might like you know like do something like lie to get a conviction or like all these different things which would hurt the phantom thieves so the next palace is actually going inside of says says palace is a casino and it is indeed the same casino from the beginning of the game
1: so, like the moment you walk in, you know that by the end of this palace something big is gonna happen, yeah you literally play the same exact sequence that you played in the first five minutes. so what do you think of the palace itself before we go into everything that happens after
0: so I actually have quite I actually quite enjoyed this palace a lot um for one, when you first go into say's palace um you're you're of course surprised that it's a casino and you you realize that it's because she thinks that justice is a gamble. Everything's kind of like by luck or like corruption. Basically, what the palace implies is to win, you have to cheat. I enjoyed the symbolism with her palace as well as it was very different. Uh, What I liked is you didn't necessarily have to battle a lot in this palace.
1: Yeah. I thought the Boss fight was the most interesting part. Oh my! (laughs) Like, how long did it take you to figure out what how she was cheating?
0: It took me the first try that she was cheating, but I feel like I it was luck as well. Like I got it on an accident because when you're given the choice, I feel like I just kind of chose. There's glass.
1: Yeah, like, I I didn't I didn't know I couldn't tell for like a good three cycles. (laughs) Yeah,
0: no, I really like it was (laughs) until I. Yeah.
1: Until I realized that, oh, something just reflected. All right. So we can probably get onto the twist. All right. So, at so basically, at the end of the palace, once you beat the boss, you basically go into the intro cuts cutscenes where you are trying to escape the palace and get caught by police. Yes. And um and it takes you back to the beginning, except now. Um, during the interrogation beforehand, you had been drugged, so for plot's sake, important scenes have been, um, I guess, skipped <laughs> and and distorted. Yes. Now you remember everything, and then you convince Sai to. Oh, first you actually first you remember because who... um, during the intro you also learned that someone had betrayed you. And so now, at this point, now that all the, the drug has worn off, you remember all the scenes, and you remember who the betrayer is.
2: Yes, and
1: and
0: um, just to real real quick before you finish it, all the dialogue choices are important, like throughout the game. But this is one of the first, like, significant areas that really determine the type of ending you get.
1: Yeah. Um. If you snitch on your <laughs> pen of thieves, that's the bad ending. Yeah. And nothing else actually affects the bad ending other than that choice. That's the only thing that triggers the bad ending. Yes. So as long as you don't snitch, <laughs> um, the story gets to keep going. And then you basically play the biggest ruse that's still a little hard to understand after... Well, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it, the game basically tricks you into thinking you screwed up.
0: Which, by the way, I... Okay, I told you already. I thought that I royally screwed up. And I thought I chose the bad ending. and um. Yeah, I legit cried because I thought the game was over.
1: Yeah, I was playing this point at. I think it was like around midnight. Oh, no, no. <laughs> so it was like I wound up staying late just to find out what the hell was going on. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> in
0: so in short, um, so in short, before we go on to like what a- what actually happens. Um. So say is investigating you, and you're trying to figure out who who the actual thing is, and um, the actual um, trader traitor is and the only thing you remember is that you need to, say to give the phone to someone and because you, you don't exactly remember or like obviously um, I think he does remember who it is but like for like plot's sake and because he's trying to trick you he makes it act like he doesn't know what's going on but what he does know is mm-hmm. you have like um, say has to give the phone to someone to the trader and At this point you're like who's the traitor like because he straight up doesn't like give any name and then say walks out long behold outside is a catchy and that's who say gives the phone to (laughs) and when say gives the phone a catchy gives the phone to a catchy a catchy walks in to the interrogation room and that's when it's revealed that he's a traitor
1: and then he and then he shoots the main character
0: yes and he shoots the
2: main character
1: because the game 'Cause the cutscenes keep going after yeah. this scene. Um, it looks like the Phantom Thieves break up for a little bit and exactly. they all go off and do their own thing. Yeah. Um but then you realize Um he <laughs> smirks and then you realize there's oh more to this than you think.
0: I know. Like, um so with the whole bad when I thought this was a bad ending, I thought this was like a cutscene, like that just ends, you know, that will end like the entire game. And Especially mm-hmm. because um, in Tokyo, they they announce live on the news that the leader of the Phantom Thieves is dead, and I like legit. Fr- I was like freaking out. I think I actually did finish this at twelve o'clock too, by the way. <laughs> and yeah, it was just like sad times all around until like Ryuji, that goddamn guy. Um, when the scene ends, he gives this he gives a smirk. You're talking about, and got him (laughs) yeah it's like got him and i'm like what the hell's going on right now and then you find out it's like the entire thing is a ruse
1: so basically when sai showed akechi the phone it somehow triggered the meta a metaverse because they never stole say's treasure they never actually stole say's heart the palace was still active yes somehow they did their research and learned that the police department was the same in the metaverse and the real world.
2: Yes.
0: And I think like they what they were also addressing is that in general, Say's metaverse is a lot like the real world. That's why it was really e- like that's why they had to use hers because it was like what she felt about um, society. In a lot of places, it was exactly the same.
1: So the scene of Akechi shooting the phantom... The main character is actually him just shooting the metaverse version of the main character. Yup. And I guess the real main character was just kept in hiding for however long.
0: Exactly. And then Futaba, she calls her cell phone and pretty much tells her the plan. And... As they come, and so everyone meets at the Café LeBlanc, and the entire team is there. Sei um, brings the protagonist there safely, and, you know, of course, Sei and Sojiro at this point are extremely confused what the hell's going on. And from there, they explain how they figured out Akechi was a traitor, and how he was Because of pancakes. Because of pancakes? Oh god. I love how in all of the, I love how in all of the ending discussions or, or twist discussions of the game, they're just like pancakes.
1: <laughs> I hope with a catchy stew.
0: It really was. <laughs> Did you think that was it? Did you expect that was how they were, that how he got caught?
1: No, I didn't realize it at the time. I
0: didn't realize it at the time either. I, I was curi- I was curious if you realized it at the time. Yeah, um. So pretty much how he gets caught is the first time they meet at the newscast, um, Morgana is talking about pancakes. And Akechi, the first time he meets them, responds to that comment. And you can only hear Morgana if you were in the metaverse, which means he had previously been there.
1: Yep, because you're so used to Morgana talking that you don't realize that no one else should be
0: exactly no i i totally agree now that say and sojiro know the plan and they're all like in you know they're like the only adults who know what the hell's going on but they like agree and they believe what's happening um now it's kind of like this is where the plan comes together and we finally reach the end We, we almost reach the end of the phantom thieves meaning that the phantom thieves like w- meaning that we almost reached the end of the story
1: at, so at this point we realize that um the politician Shido has been behind pretty much everything up to this point they just tied it just tied everything together some and just some of it was a little blurry but yeah you realize that you know Shido's trying to become Prime Minister of Japan and has been using the metaverse to his advantage. Yeah. Getting rid of his competitors.
0: And in Pala and so Palace Seven, this is the first time the protagonist realizes that this is the same person who screwed him over from the beginning. And now we're trying to get down to business.
1: Yeah. I didn't expect the last I didn't expect a yacht or a cruise ship.
0: Oh yeah, that was really random. So you know those scenes where we're right next to the government building and they're trying to figure out code words to enact it mm-hmm. when 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 cruise ship all of a sudden comes and it actually activates the metaverse that was so random to me
1: <laughs> i know i love how they just spend like days just like shouting out random nouns and hoping it triggers <laughs> i know yeah
0: it was exciting. like it was exciting though um just like at this point like there's just like a lot of adrenaline as you know that yeah. you're really close to finishing the game
1: yeah this was this was another long dungeon
0: oh yeah this was really
1: long and then you also had the fact that you had two boss fights
0: oh i know
1: like i wasn't ex- i wasn't ex- i knew it was i knew we were gonna fight a catchy at some point but i was expecting a save point oh that's <laughs> actually him. that's
0: actually a good point i did beat, Piss. i did beat a catchy but um i wasn't prepared i i wasn't prepared
1: <laughs> when- yeah you just you, thought you were just running to get to the next safe point and then all of a sudden he pops up I'm like oh crap i know <laughs> and this is and this is like, for me like i was playing late at night and like i was like okay good i'm going to take a break i'll get back to this tomorrow and then all of a sudden i like, get you pop off stuff like shit i'm going to spend another hour playing this game right now <laughs> and that's another night i stayed up late <laughs> oh no
0: yeah a lot of well, like a, a lot of this game was like oh i'm going to go sleep now and then um plot advancement like nope i'm gonna stay here for like another two hours
2: yeah
0: (laughs) i think what one of the few things that also disappointed me when akechi is actually the traitor is akechi is your teammate during sei's palace and he has an Mm -hmm. almighty power that like easily wipes out a lot of the enemy's health and i use that a lot when i was (laughs) when i was um playing with a no, yeah and then i was I-
1: disappointed i don't get the I, I didn't get access to his curse and bless skills oh, anymore <laughs>
0: exactly oh that was that's really what annoyed that really annoyed me what happens when you encounter akechi on shido's boat is you find out he is the illegitimate son of shido akechi's mom commits suicide correct akechi's mo- yes yeah, akechi- i think so yeah akechi's mom commits suicide so Shido actually bl- puts a lot of the blame of that onto Akechi, and that's why yeah. a- Akechi does a, like is basically like a bitch to Shido in all. He's
1: of- trying to get the he's trying to get like a pr- a sense of approval from Shido. Exactly. Uh, the other thing you learn about um Akechi is um he's the reason why people have been going crazy. Yes. So like the whole, like I think I mentioned earlier, like there was a train conductor that went insane and crashed crashed his car mm-hmm. or crashed the, crashed the train and yep. that was Akechi had the unique power to drive people insane yes in short. pretty much not just kill their shadow but just but actually make them insane yes and ultimately his father didn't really care either exactly,
0: exactly. he's blocking you from meeting Shido and he ends up almost he basically sacrifices himself so that you can defeat Shido after Akechi realizes like he there's not much he could do. Shido's cognition of
2: Akechi, Akechi comes in comes in, And they basically
1: kill each other. I know. Which is weird. I was I always wondered like what happened to Akechi. like what like if he died in Shido's cognition, where does where does his body wind up? I, they I never really th- brought that they, they didn't. They never really mentioned that.
0: So my so question so I just realized this. So if Akechi jumps into the metaverse and he dies there, do you think he actually is dead in the metaverse, meaning that he's disappeared completely from Earth?
1: That's what I'm yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. kinda of confused on. Like does he is it, does he reappear in the real world after the palace mm-hmm. went down went down? That's you know, a detail that's kinda of important, but not really. Yeah more lore than anything
0: <laughs> yeah so we basically never know what happens to a
1: well even before that too yeah um but uh what i thought what happened after um she you beat cheeto is pretty crazy too because yeah. oh like, yeah like like he, cheeto's so desperate that he like um uh, takes a pill that like puts him in a state of death for like a temp- like, temporary death is
0: Yes, temporary death.
1: He just chucked that pill like it's nothing. Like he didn't even get done explaining everything, and he just takes it.
0: I I know, with the whole situation though, so Shido does admit what happened, and you know everything goes down. But it's like not the end of the story, and a lot of the people, you know, of course, a lot of the people have turned against the Phantom Thieves, and they don't know that they were actually responsible for Shido's. Change of heart.
1: Yeah, they're still, they're still unknowns. Exactly. Um, they haven't complete. Yeah. What you call it? They they still believe in him. Yes. In some ways too. Yeah. That public sentiment, that public support of Shido mm-hmm. is actually propelled It's a whole nother palace of its own. Yes. And that's what me- Mementos is. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't been doing Mementos, you get to. Go through all of it <laughs> before you actually uh, proceed through the rest of the story yep, basically because <laughs> the the last the last dungeon is basically the depth, the depths of the mementos yep and before, uh, before we go to that though, um what did you think about the Ryuji scene when the when the ship was going down
0: um hold on I'm like trying to can you refresh me exactly I'm like trying to
1: like I guess what I'm asking is did you fall for it? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was like I was like this guy's having plot armor. He's going to come back at some um, Oh yeah. It's just a matter of time. Oh, I see. <laughs>
0: yeah. I did not fall for it. I like Although I did
1: like <laughs> Although I did like the little nod when Sojiro came back. <laughs> yeah. When Futaba's all like, you just did the same thing Yuji did or something. I know. <laughs> something like that. Basically. Cuz I think like, I like that guess just cuz that's exactly what I was thinking at that like, at that moment. Mhm.
0: You see, after the fake out, after the fake out with the protagonist, whenever I when like... something happened, I was like, "Oh God, like <laughs> you're not fooling this me anymore." <laughs> is...
1: <laughs> this party staying intact till the end. Exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, Jesus. Especially because the game is not over. Don't you like? Don't even start
2: with me.
1: <laughs> so. The last plot twist is that um, the Velvet Room attendants are a set of twins um, and you actually realize that these twins are actually supposed to be one person. So you fuse them together to become their original form. You also immediately realize that Igor is not actually Igor. It's actually some god deity that's basically the equivalent of Inazami of Persona 4. Yeah. Um
0: it's basically a god deity that is like play like, like you know he's like playing everyone and mm-hmm. and I say playing everyone as like playing the entire world. So with the protagonist, he enacts all of this so that the protagonist basically decides the fate of the entire world.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, it was like a bet between like yeah. Igor and the Yalda or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. And what do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, I remember now. So Igor is good, but the cur- but the Igor that you know is not like is not the real Igor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And
1: Igor with a question mark. Igor with a
0: question mark. So what happens? So what happens is Igor with a question mark. He has this power over the protagonist and. He basically played all of these events so that the protagonist can decide um, whether to make a deal with him to restore the world, or to fight him. Or to fight him. Now, this is like this determines the true ending and the good ending.
1: Yeah, you don't actually solve any of the problems if you just
2: exactly reset
1: the world. <laughs> I, I mean, granted, I read on a guide to basic, basically to get the true ending, don't make a deal with Igor. Yeah. So I kind of knew what to do.
0: So um, I didn't read the guide, but I refused because the twins, they basically told me like, be careful and not to do it. <laughs> or like,
2: oh,
1: they... yeah. They, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's
0: like, they actually make the commentary like, oh, don't you do it. <laughs> so...
1: Oh, yeah, that's
0: why I knew not to do it. <laughs> this, and so what actually happens uh, in this and the final leg is it it reveals how Morgana came to life yes and Morgana. so she
1: wasn't actually a shadow I thought she was gonna be a shadow
0: yeah so what I actually thought was Morgana was was started off as a human either way it's none of those things <laughs> yeah so- <laughs> it's
1: like supposed to be the last strand of human hope or something
0: yeah exactly the last strand of human hope created by the real Igor, Igor exclamation mm-hmm. point. At this point, Tokyo is like completely like depressed and sad and just like hell.
1: <laughs> it gets fused with the me- it gets fused with mementos, doesn't it?
0: Yes, this is the final boss that you have to defeat, similar to the gas station guy, because what the fuck, and...
1: Yeah. Um, I thought this was done better.
0: Yeah. Oh, this was was definitely done better, because why the fuck is a gas station person (laughs) the the final boss battle that just had no relevance to you the entire way? Yeah. And, what you know, what I always like about the ending is everything comes together of, like, all the confidants you ever became friends with help you out with Yaldabaoth.
1: Yeah, it's it's the cliche, um, spirit bomb scene.
0: <laughs> mhm. So that boss took me a while, but it was definitely exciting. It had I really liked the music <laughs> that mm-hmm. that came with it.
1: Yeah. I liked how the you would have to it was basically a bunch of managing how you took out the gun, like all his arms and stuff, because they would keep reviving and so you'd have to you had to focus on, okay, am I gonna Am I going to get rid of these extra attacks or am I actually going to focus on the body?
0: Yeah, Not, this wasn't my favorite boss battle, but this was one of them of the entire game. This was this was a lot of fun. It felt like a proper end to the game, actually.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did you think about the Like that like that last scene where they're all like going off in the van?
0: <laughs> oh, you're talking about like the final, final scene.
1: You, um, well, am I jumping too much?
0: No, 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 no. I'm just clarifying. Like, I'm clarifying that we're actually talking about the end now of the true ending. Yeah. Yes. By the way, this is the true ending. If if you got to this. By the time... Oh my god, that was a big firework. Yep. (laughs) Going out of this with a bang. Anyways. (laughs) What I liked about this ending was I didn't feel bad when we wrap everything up and the protagonist has to go home because he turned himself in because with this it felt like there was closure in a sense that they were willing to drive him back meaning it didn't feel like he was far away i liked, mm-hmm. like i liked this ending a lot simply on the fact that i didn't feel as bad as we ended the game but what i liked about persona persona 4's ending which i which I probably like more than this is that I felt more of a sense of family with persona four than I did with persona five, like persona five felt like a team and persona four felt like a family. Does that make sense? Kind
1: of. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Cause yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I agree that the squad of four seemed closer than five. Yes. Yeah. I kind of like persona four's ending a bit better. Cause, um, I I like this. I think like that it had a better sense of closure. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it was a bit sadder, but um,
2: I liked it a lot.
1: But I, I felt like it had more closure. It did. Yeah,
0: I did like this ending, though. I thought it was fine, but it, you know, it gives different feelings.
1: Yeah. Although I will say this, the the open endedness of Persona Five's ending, because you're not exactly sure what they're gonna be doing. Yeah. It, I feel it leaves it open up for whatever spin-off they're going oh, to do. Oh, I know, right? Persona 5. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing all road trip. I, or, like, some...
0: Oh, yeah, they're totally... P5
1: arena. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but yeah. somehow they will milk this. Oh, de- definitely. At least, at least it's open. How long was your playthrough?
0: My play... Okay. So, my playthrough came out to, I think, 95 hours. I know a lot of people clocked over 100, and I can see... How you clocked over 100 I don't know like I I didn't farm as much
1: yeah I, I didn't I didn't I didn't take any unnecessary trips to the mentors just a little up uh, yeah exactly um, I- but um yeah I, I clocked in probably just under hundred
0: yeah same here
1: like yeah so yeah we we're pretty close yeah it was it's a long game
0: it is a long game I, like I said I think
1: I did like all but two of the side quests mm. and yeah, and I think I mentioned before I was able to max out all the yeah. confidants in a single run, but that was mostly because I made use of the guide yeah. that told I, I used I used the guide to tell me what answers to choose. Oh yeah, because... I know there's guides out there that tell you exactly what to do on a certain day. Yeah, I I, oh, I God. didn't do that. that oh, would, yeah, th- that's... that would have been that's not too fun. much. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: that's way too much. On your playthrough, did you actually? Get all of the. Cor- did you get the correct ending the first time, or did you have to go back a week when you re- or like, did you have to go back to a save point when you realize you didn't get the correct ending, or you know?
1: I read. It, so I basically read a post saying, you know, don't snitch and don't <laughs> do. Dude, so like, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I got I got really lucky when you get to the interrogation and you start getting grilled about whether to snitch or not. I didn't look up. A, oh. <laughs> I did. I didn't look up a guide the whole time when I was playing. That was just like a hot mess. And
1: oh yeah, I was really like our scene gives you a really vague hint.
0: Yeah, and because it gives you that warning before the interrogation, you should save this game because there's going to be a significant plot twist. I was like, oh shit, oh my god, <laughs> like I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm thankful I didn't snitch though. Um, <laughs> snitch. Yeah, I
1: mean. Th- I looked up the bad ending. It's it's basically it just ends once you get shot. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> whoa well. so, Yeah. There's no. I haven't I haven't looked up the normal ending yet.
0: I see. I'm I'm gonna but, I'm but, gonna YouTube all of this after our conversation. Overall, what did you think about the game?
1: Um, story wise, or
0: I guess like the whole shebang. <laughs> okay. Like yeah. I uh, I just
1: like how they evolved the series. Yeah. Because there's been like like you look at Final Fantasy. And because like, I played Final Fantasy fifteen right after I finished Persona 5. Mm-hmm. So, you, know, you see how Final Fantasy has changed. Yes. But, but that's the thing, it, Final Fantasy changed, but it hasn't evolved. Mm. Persona 5, the Tales series, even the Pokemon series, they've all evolved.
0: That's a really great way of summing this up, saying um, how it's evolved versus changed.
1: Everything from quality of life changes. The pace of battles just seemed a lot faster. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely! Like battles seemed faster. Also, like negotiating whether you actually want to defeat the enemy or just get their persona or money or item was a
1: re- that was a nice yeah, was a that really was a nice, nice touch. And it pays homage to Persona One and Two.
2: Mm, I see. Because
1: that was those were that was a thing in Persona One and Two. At least with Persona Five, it I felt like the negotiations negotiation system was simpler, or at least better explained. Yeah, or maybe I just didn't do enough research into pers- how Persona 2 negotiation works. I see.
0: It, like I said, um, there was a there is a bit of a learning curve in Palace One. So, it. Mm-hmm. But if you can get through Palace One and make sense of everything, this is a really nice game.
1: But yeah, and that's true for any Persona game. I yeah. think That just the first, at least for the first for three, four, and five. Yeah. It's always the first dungeon that's the hardest, just because. The tutorial's long. Yeah, got to set up the story. Pretty much, and your you. It's a slow going pace because you just don't have that all your spells and all your skills, all the elements really. <laughs>
2: Ex- oh yeah, exactly.
1: It's it's not once till you get more of the social links to help boost your boost your persona using that. There, it gets a lot easier. It gets easier to manage. Um, like for example, I I never got very far in a. Persona 3 had an epilogue chapter, had an epilogue game called The Answer. And in that game, you had no social links. Oh, I see. Meaning that when you fuse, you're stuck at that, you, know, uh, you don't get any boost. Yeah. And it became very clear that this was going to be a very grindy game. and uh, I never mean to pass the first dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to look up the cutscenes on YouTube. And
0: oh, yeah. Also, uh, what's nice when you simplify the battle system, you can focus on other aspects of the
1: game, which I like. I like the uh, dungeon. Mm-hmm. The, I like how they made the dungeons actual dungeons now, like with actual puzzles and stuff, not just. Because even Persona Four had it was randomly generated, so this was nice.
0: Yeah, there was a challenge, and I enjoyed it a lot. Man, I've been playing a lot of good games. This is one of the best games that I think I've played in a really long time. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. and one of the best games that I've played this year.
1: Yeah. Like, if I were to replay a Persona game, it would be this. It would be 5. Oh, yeah. I think I could... Granted, I... Well, the other thing, too, is I only played the you know, vanilla version of 4. Mm. Whereas, whereas you played Golden. Yeah. So there is a difference in that. Because there were a lot of quality of life changes in Golden itself.
0: Ah, I see. Yeah, I knew there were a lot of quality of life changes. Um, I didn't realize Can't... they were that significant.
1: Yeah, like, being... In, pers- in Persona Four, the vanilla version, you couldn't control what skills were being transferred
2: mm, when you For sure.
1: So that was a big. That was a really nice change. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I know you didn't max every one of them, but what was your favorite social link?
0: Um, of your main squad, I think I liked Makoto's social link the most. Mm. I think it was just, it was kind of exciting how you went to Shibuya and there you know you were just like spying on like a mafia boss dating one of the high schoolers (laughs) i thought that was like that was really fun
1: yeah
0: and i guess my only oh go ahead oh and i liked um hifumi the um the um the checkers girl i what is it actually called shogi actually right Yeah, yeah shoujo shogi yeah i liked hers and i liked um Takemi, the crooked doctor,
1: the doctor. Okay. Yeah,
0: those are probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, I like. I think I like Sojiro's the best.
0: Rose is nice. Rose is sweet because
1: yeah, because just because you get to learn more about him. Yeah, his, his character really evolves because he goes from like this jerk to someone that really cares about you. That's it's basically becomes a real father figure to to you and um, Futaba.
0: Yeah, especially um. What I liked is it went with the storyline too, because obviously mm-hmm. when yeah. obviously when you learn about Futaba, it elevates the confidant.
1: Yep. Yeah, you you can you can actually advance it until that point in the story. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Those. So, yeah, I, I liked his the best. Yeah. The thing with Makoto's, even though I did choose her as the romantic interest. Oh, I chose I her too like... as a
0: romantic. Sorry, I chose <laughs> her too.
1: <laughs> the actual social link didn't actually focus on her. Yeah. That's the main problem.
0: Although I feel like part of the reason is because the, um her relationship with Say is the main storyline, so they probably yeah they probably that's probably why they didn't focus on her a lot. But yeah I
1: could, yeah I mean that yeah, I can see that too
0: yeah. But I agree they didn't focus on her a lot. Have a relationship with basically everyone, including your teacher. So...
1: Have you seen the scene?
0: No, no like, I'm if, scared. If you... I don't know if I want to.
1: No, no, no. Like, uh, have you seen the scene where if you were like to romance more than one person?
0: Oh no, actually.
1: Yeah, I have... but There's a scene if you romance more than one person, uh-huh. they will confront you the day after Valentine's Day. Really? <laughs> yeah, you should check it out. Okay, I'm. It's really, okay. it's really funny. Okay. If you like you romance everybody, and they all come. <laughs>
0: oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna Google it. So if they, if they confront you, do they break up with you after Valentine's? I'm just curious. <laughs>
1: No, because, I mean, remember, at this point in the game, it doesn't matter.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
1: Oh. It's just, it's, yeah. Yeah. Basically, somehow, Sojiro makes things fine. Oh, jeez. he's a pimp like that.
0: Oh, my god. Okay, I definitely have to watch this now, especially if it's freaking Sojiro solving the issue. <laughs> that's so random.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they literally all just come into LeBlanc and, like, confront him all at the same time. It's really bad, mm-hmm. especially, like, you because <laughs> like if you especially if you find like an ending in which like a scene in which he, the person he um romanced every single one of them <laughs> yeah oh my god that's really so like... that's pretty funny actually
0: <laughs> wow okay um, there's a lot of things i need to youtube after this is there an animation for this yeah. yet by the way like an anime
1: i don't no i don't think so
0: okay i can't wait for the anime <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I bet they will be. They have to.
0: I think what I, the reason why I really like the anime is because um, Yu has a voice in Persona Four, and yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And so like, I that's that's the main reason. I just want to hear um, protagonist speak, and I want to know what his real name Although is.
1: Although I will. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I think it's Akira. Oh,
0: oh, really? When did when did they reveal that? Or like,
1: I don't re- I don't remember, but I do remember reading somewhere that. Uh, I... Akira is supposed to be like the, the canon name of the.
0: Oh, okay, this is good to know.
1: But yeah, I, I, I did notice that in this game, uh, the the protagonist had more waist clips.
0: I know, which is cool. I really, I really enjoyed that a lot. I think it, I because I think it, I think it's fun, or like he had more interaction with the camera.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: But by the way, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I really wanted to talk about Persona 5, but um, my coworker who I usually do podcasts with, I, he's not playing Persona 5, at least not yet. So, um, you mm. you know, you're the only person I actually know who finished the game. So I see. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining this.
1: Oh yeah, no problem.
0: Yeah, I hope you had fun. Normally I would normally I would say you should definitely play this game, but if you're listening to this podcast, that means you already played the game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, it, or, or you were thoroughly spoiled on everything I, by now. I know. There's no point to play this game. <laughs> I know, basically. But Or at least for story. Yeah. The, like, the gameplay itself is actually really fun, exactly. even though it is like a turn based RPG.
0: Exactly. Even if you did listen to this and you have not played the game, you should still play it. It's a lot of fun and the game pl- the, the gameplay and just storyline is very immersing, Great. This is definitely one of the best games of 2017 for sure. Oh yeah. This is a lo- this it's late, but thank you so much for joining again, Kevin. <laughs> This is uh, so. This ends our second spoiler cast and the 13th episode of Downtime Podcast. Thank you and have a good night. See ya.